Welcome to Raw, Rebelliously Authentic Worship, where we throw religion out the window, and today, we're going to talk about grace. Hey, Jess. Hey, Marky. I hear you have a good grace story for us. I do. So, as parents, um, you know that we tend to have to show grace. Do we? (laughs) A little more in that area. And I, um, so... We had two preteens. My kids are like a year and a half apart. And so the preteen stage is fun to have it happen in a boy and a girl at the same time. And (laughs) that was sarcastic if you didn't catch it. But I remember them having just an attitude day and a just a hormone day because hormones are just kind of coming at that point. And um, that evening, we, Shane and I looked at each other and we actually took them out to dinner. We, We took, and they were like, we were not good today, you know? And they were like, why are you doing this? We know we made bad choices. And we're like, we all have bad days. Like we all have bad days and we all have things that happen. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person, right? It just means your choices today. And so we just showed them grace and showed them love and we didn't ground them. I've actually had multiple times where I've not grounded my kids um, or punished them in any way, taken away the phone or whatever. Um, and it depends on the circumstance in their heart in that moment and and the lesson that God, you know, we all do our very best to parent, gosh. Um, but yeah, just the lesson that God was going to show them at that moment was grace. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy because um, as we go through this, this parenting journey, yeah. like we always have to decide how to respond to them, right? Yeah. Like our goal is never to react, although right. sometimes we do. Yes. Um, but our goal is to respond and it's to respond in a way to get them to know Jesus more. Yeah. And so obviously one of the things that we have to do is show them grace. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, if we always let them have candy when <laughs> they didn't do X, Y, Z, I'm, obviously I'm talking about younger kids. It's yeah. fine. Then, then they wouldn't learn anything either. So I think it's, it's interesting. The grace conversation is very interesting and it's a little hard to understand, I think too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's such a good story. And really the reality is you took them out to dinner because you love them. Right. And, and, and that's, that's the biggest reason why I love you. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you something that you don't deserve right now right. because I love you. Yeah. Um, and so that's a, that's a very powerful statement. Yeah. Um, and one that I think our listeners should definitely stop for a minute and think, Hey, when is the last time I just really showed somebody I love them that didn't deserve it? Yeah. That didn't earn it. Yeah. Um, and that's important. Yeah. And I think that it, it extends beyond the parental it does. You know, it it does. scenario. I think it's in a friendship scenario. I think it's at work with your boss and with your employee. I think that grace, something that my boss has personally taught me in a situation is, uh, I sat in a meeting and I remember going, okay. You know, like after the meeting, like, okay, that I didn't know that side of this person, right. A different person. And I went in my boss's office and I said that, and he was like, you, maybe that's not who they really are. You have to give them grace. Maybe they had a bad day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe they're having, going through something and that's not who they are. And, and I put, you know, 
in, in that situation I was in, I was, I put the label on him that that's who they were immediately. And, and he's the one who was like, just, you know, like, let's give them grace and let's see what they do. And they ended up being like an amazing employee and fantastic at their job and with other people. And they were just really having a bad day. Yeah. And it, it's, ridiculously crazy. Cause if we think about the world today, yeah. right. I had a major conversation. You know how I can sometimes like jump up on soapboxes. Uh, weird. I know. Right. You and Shane are not like that at all. Keep no, going. not at all. <laughs> um, so I was just talking about how far this world has come. Yeah. And actually I've had that conversation with Shane before. Yeah. Um, a lot of times because pretty much what's happened is we make rules as a society because something's not working. Right. right. But then because of that rule, it actually creates another problem, yeah. which then makes it so we need another rule, yeah. um, which eventually makes it so we need another rule. And, and that's because the system was never set up to work well with rules to start with. Yeah. It was really set up for relationship and for kind of understanding each other's hearts and giving people grace and loving them where they're at. Yeah. But the minute we've because we've created this society where we've stepped away from Jesus mm. and we do things like our first reaction is to cover our own butts <laughs> yeah. and our first reactions are to be like, Oh, I should sue them. And I'm not saying there's not a place for that, but I'm just, I'm just using that as an example. Like when yeah. you think about like the, the hot coffee McDonald's situation, <laughs> like duh, the coffee was hot. <laughs> right. Okay. It's coffee. Um, so, so in those places, you know, I think that it's important to understand that extending everybody grace yeah. is a way of showing Jesus's love. Yeah. And sometimes that does put us in a little bit of a vulnerable situation because those extensions of grace, those extensions of love don't always fit in with policies and procedures and <laughs> rules. Like sometimes they both rock a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they do. And, and as a practice um, at some of the jobs I've been at, they're very careful to not put, things as a policy. Yeah. Because once you do, you create that hard line that you have to hold. Yeah. And so there's no room for grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then that's hard, right? And is and, that a world we want to live in? No. And is that a culture you want to create at the job you're at? And it's not. Um, so I have fought against that and and I've been lucky enough to have people over me that that fight against that as well like we're not going to make this a hard fast rule because then we have to hold that line and there are people who who you know if you had a PTO policy where they couldn't take unpaid time off or whatever it is and then their wife gets something come to some kind of disease or somebody, you know, you have a tragedy happen, yeah. right? Like you have this thing where you can show no grace to this person because right. you have this line. Yeah. And I think since the tragedy, we've, we've realized that there have been a lot of not solid lines Yeah, intentionally because, mm-hmm. because this is such a situation that is, that is beyond something that people have walked through. Yeah. But yet without those things, again, grace and love don't exist. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, all of that is a rabbit trail. <laughs> no, I think it's a good one though. It I is think a, it's, it's a very good rabbit trail because yeah. it kind of explains a little bit to our listeners, like, like what it is that we mean by grace. Like we're going to have this conversation about grace today. Yeah. Um, this podcast should air on, I think it's April 4th, which mm-hmm. is the Tuesday before Easter. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the date. It's fine, but it's the Tuesday before <laughs> Easter. I double checked and triple checked. Yeah. Um, and so I'm saying this because today we're going to talk about grace. And we're going to talk about it as it relates to what Jesus did for us in grace. Yeah. 
And we're also going to talk about how grace gives us gives us the ability to walk through things sometimes. Yeah. But next time we talk, we're going to talk about grace and suffering and how they actually work hand in hand. Yeah. And I know that sounds kind of surprising, but there just was not enough room at all today in this podcast to be able to talk about what we needed to talk about, considering <laughs> we're only introing and we're eight minutes in. <laughs> and that's not even including the actual intro intro. Right. Um, um, but I think we're coming up on Easter and yeah. even the... Whether, whether a person is an unbeliever or whether they're just not, not a churched Christian, yeah. most people know the story of Jesus dying on the cross, right? Right. And that's what we think of as grace, right? Like we think, think of Ephesians 2, 8, for it is by grace that you are saved through faith. That's what we think about. Yeah. We're saved because Jesus died on a cross. And, you know, I think those are absolutely true. So we are not going to discount that at all. That's exactly where we're going to start and we're going to expound upon it from there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So I think it's very, very relevant for us to like kind of walk down the road, the Romans road to salvation. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Um, And I have them listed here, Romans 3.23, for everyone has sinned. If you're listening to this and you think you're perfect, sometimes Jess thinks she is. No, bro. (laughs) Not even close. Um, No, actually, I think it's me that does it sometimes. (laughs) But you're not. Yeah. Um, So we've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Those rules that he gave us, those 10 commandments, we've all messed up. Yeah. And nobody can meet them. <laughs> nobody. It is not possible for anybody to meet them. Mm-hmm. And there's not like some checklist that says, oh, I met this one, but not this one. Oh, I met this one, but not this one. Right. In God's eyes, all sin is the same. Yeah. Like when you've sinned, the penalty is death, which brings us right to the next verse, which is Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift yeah. of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. So guys... We mess up all the time. And the consequence of that, we're all familiar with consequences, right? Yeah. The consequence of that is that we are separated from God. Yeah. What's interesting is when we sin, we are separated from God. And I know that that, that is to be true, like because we're sinners, unless we accept Jesus, we're not going to heaven, right? That's absolutely true. But even in the process of sinning, we're not in that close connection with God. We've like kind of, you know, we're, we've kind of... It's a wall. It's a wall. It's Thank a barrier. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way I see it is as it is a barrier. And and we've talked about before the make room situation and the move the furniture situation if you listen to our podcast. And so what I look at it is like it's a big, huge dresser that is standing there in the way. And the presence of God, we know that he is always present. Yes. But sometimes we cannot see him. Yeah. Because we are consumed with sin or we are consumed with things of this world and we're not moving things away and moving that sin aside and stopping, right? Like in choosing him and choosing to see him, he's right there. And P.S. those rules, you know, if we become so prideful that we think that we're good enough, (laughs) that is a sin. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest stumbling blocks. Yeah. Of human beings, period. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was a huge downfall for Solomon. That, yeah. would, be, that would be my argument. Yeah. And P.S. I love you. Thanks for rescuing me when I couldn't figure out how to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, boo. <laughs> um, so next, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus yeah. is the Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Okay. So here's the deal, guys. If you do research, Jesus is a real historical person. Yeah. He walked on this earth. 
Yeah. There are records and accounts of Jesus that aren't like, I mean, obviously we've got the whole Bible, right. but there are other historical records and accounts of this man whose name is Jesus. Yeah. So we know he existed, right? Right. You know, and I know that there are people out there who have spent all of the time that they can, who have tried to disprove Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know all of the stories, but I'm familiar with a, a handful. And the one I'm going to highlight for just a minute is, is Lee Strobel in the case for Christ, right? Like yeah. he starts out and he's like, hey, I'm going to prove that God doesn't exist, that Jesus didn't really die for us. And he tries and fails miserably and yeah. ends up becoming a Christian. Yeah. Like what better way to fail? Thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's so good and it's so true. And you can't argue against it. <laughs> People have tried. Right. And so I guess what I'm challenging some of our listeners here, you know, if you're listening to this and you're you're just not sure if there is God, that's okay. Yeah. First of all, let's say that. It's okay. You know, there are people who didn't grow up like we did. Like we did. Yeah. Like we were so we were yeah. so blessed to grow up and church, and know yeah. who Jesus is and yeah. and grow up in church. And that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. Um so if you're listening to this and you're questioning Good. Yeah. That's what I would say. I yeah. would say good for you. Yeah. And, you know, talk to him. Ask him, hey, are you here? Are you real? Like, right. talk to him. I mean, and, and it's he's a conversational God. He's a relational God. Whether you're questioning it or not, he can handle, we've said this before, he can handle those questions. Right. So if if that if that's who you are, or maybe you're not even sure if you, you know, maybe you thought you kind of believed as a kid, but you've kind of walked so far away that you're not really sure. And you're like, God, I don't know. Yeah. Or or maybe you've been listening to our story for a while and you're like, I just don't know that I can believe in a God who would allow four kids and their grandmother to die in a house in a fire. You yeah. know, maybe that's where you are. Yeah. But here's what I'm going to say to you. I am I would challenge you to keep digging. Yeah. Because if you want to know, hmm. he will reveal he will reveal himself to you. Yeah. I am absolutely one hundred and twenty six, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One million gazillion. It's not a word. It's fine. Um, and I'm the math person. Somebody help me. What's the biggest number we know? <laughs> That's funny. I just asked Jess for help with yeah. numbers. That really is funny. She said okay. somebody. I didn't answer. Did y'all notice? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my point is, I am that sure yeah. that God will honor that. Yeah. Because here's the deal. We will ask questions sometimes. Mm -hmm. And he is ready for them. So if you want to know, hey, is he really real? Dig. You will yeah. find out. Yeah. I mean, obviously hit sources like the Bible, Yeah, but then also hit some historical sources as well. Yeah. And read those ones that question things about God too, because in your heart, you'll be able to, to discern like what is real truth and not like what's bringing you real truth and real peace. You'll know. Yeah. I'm absolutely confident. Sorry. Yeah. No, that was another no rabbit sorry. trail. It's good. But here's the deal. Here's the other thing I know. So I know that he'll absolutely give you an answer. And I also know that a decision on who Jesus is changes your life forever. Yeah. And this part I'm going to be very specific on without end. Yeah. So here's what I think people do a lot of times, personal opinion, you know, because we go to church and they're like, hey, accept Jesus and you will be saved. And we're like, yeah, let's accept Jesus. And then that's it. But here's the deal. It doesn't end there. No. It never ends there. And grace doesn't end there. And I no. think that's why this is a perfect conversation for the Grace Podcast for just before Easter, because accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior isn't even close to the end. Yeah. It's actually the very beginning. Very beginning. Yeah. Because grace says that you're saved, but grace is also part of who you are as you walk through life. Yeah. 
So here's some of the other stuff about grace that is, is like a little bit more challenging to understand. Like here's an example, right? Here's some ways that I've been graced. Okay. I have been graced with the ability to multitask like to a ridiculous level. Yeah. I have been graced with the ability to be efficient, like to a ridiculous level. I have not been graced with the ability to be still and sit for a little bit. (laughs) I'm working on that one. Yeah. And here's what I know. I know that even in those places that I'm weak, that God will take care of that. Yeah. And here's why I know that. It's this crazy thing. Okay. I never thought I was going to be a pastor. Yeah. I know everybody's so surprised. (laughs) Um, I tell people all the time, I am actually not an extrovert. (laughs) Like I'm not, I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. And then I got a job working at a retail establishment and kind of had to talk to people. And so I developed some people skills. God graced me with some people skills. He knew that me being in those places would train me up for what he knew was coming in the future. Right. Yeah. And even to this day, I write well. But if you have listened to me for any amount of time on this podcast, you know that my words fail miserably coming out of my mouth way too freaking often. (laughs) Often. Didn't even say often. See, exactly. It happened just then. (laughs) I compared myself to Moses just a few podcasts ago because he couldn't speak and was had issues with his mouth. What did he say about his mouth? He's like, My my mouth, my words are not I don't remember what he said. But either way. I said he was a little bit of a blubbering idiot and I'm a blubbering idiot. So (laughs) not saying I'm nearly as good as Moses. It's fine. I'm just saying that my words fail me a lot. And they did my mom too. So I know it's kind of like a genetic genetic situation. Um, I will stutter and I will trip over them. And I say, that's all folks joking around (laughs) with myself all the time. Yeah. But what's crazy is the handful of times that I have preached those things kind of go away. Yeah. And I think the reason that is, well, no, not even I think, is is because it's because it's God. Yeah. God graces with me. See? Yeah. God graces me with the ability <laughs> to be able to speak in those moments because it's not me speaking. It's, yeah, him. it's him. You know, post-speaking, I'll be like, and I've, I've spoken to groups too, so post-speaking, I'll be like listening back or something and be like, I said that? Yeah. Yeah. Like even the podcast sometimes I'm like, right. What just happened? As you like, how is one way to know? How is there a way to know (laughs) that God has you where he wants you? Well, because you know that he, you can realize he's using you by the fact that it's almost like sometimes an out of body experience. Yeah. Yeah. You go through the motions, you step in faith and he rewards that by gracing you with what you need to be his power in your weakness. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So share some things that God's graced you with. Well, I'm very good. I'm, I'm an operations manager. So I see things as a whole. Um, I can see whatever a system I can make system and processes to get to the end. And um, I, I'm very good. I think in management in any way, shape or form, you have to be good at asking questions Right. right. Like, so I'm very good at that, asking questions and, and just listening to the answers and that'll help you get to the next step. So that's something I'm very good at. Believe it or not, I'm very good at calendar keeping at work. But. Just at work, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, and I believe that I, um, I'm a good wife. 
I'm a good wife. And that's one of my favorite roles that God has graced me with is, is being, I got called Mrs. Shane today. So, you know, (laughs) I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, that works. But I think that's one of my favorite things. And that, that's something he he has gifted me with. I don't know if I go as far as to say I'm a good mom. I try. um, (laughs) And I love my kids with all that they are. And I, I believe that I'm a good support. Right. So I believe I'm God's graced me with a supporting role. And that's kind of what, yeah, (laughs) what my personality is, is a supporting role. And um, I was a lead armor bearer. I don't, you probably don't know what that is, but it's, it's the person who sits behind the pastor and whatever that pastor needs during the service, before the service, after service to make a church service go, I go get it. I do it. I grab a person if he needs to grab a person or whatever it is. So, and, and I've, and, I've noticed this for me, yeah. you are able to think ahead yeah. to what, what a person might need, yeah. um, with a greater ability than, than what other people might be able to do. Yeah. Um, which means that you're observant, mm-hmm. which means that you listen with your heart. Yeah. And so those are things that God has graced you with. Yeah. And I'm just going to like hang it here and be like, hey, guys in the really segment, <laughs> share some things that God has graced you guys with. Yeah. And and while we're challenging people, hey, why not just have, you know, feel free to comment on on the podcast link. Yeah. All of you guys listening, like what sure. is something special that God has graced you with? It's so cool how we're all so different and God has graced us all differently. Yeah. So you can either share something that he's given you like graced you with a talent or something that like you've surprised yourself and you know that that was absolutely God because you are not capable and somehow you did it. Yeah. Like either of those things, but that's all grace. Yeah. And so that's where this conversation is, is going. Um, so this extends to what we're saying is this extends in a practical help in our daily life. Um, what's really funny is Matthew West has that song that like, I'm not strong enough. Right. Yeah. Um, And so part of the words are, I'm not strong enough. So you would not think that that would be like self-motivation. Like you're never going to go and sit in a motivational speaker's office (laughs) and be like, you're not strong enough. But yet to those of us who think biblically, you know, the last become first, the first become last. It's it's, it's like this, like you flip the whole thing over in your brain and it's saying, I'm not strong enough, but I know who, who is. Yeah. Right. And so me telling Jess, you're not strong enough. Yeah isn't actually an insult. <laughs> yeah. And he meets that weakness, right? right? Like, right. You're, you may not be strong enough, but he is right. And right. so that's so important that you realize that you're not mm-hmm. and be okay with saying those words Yeah, and, and letting God be God. Yes. Because so many times we, as humans, we try to control things and we want to be God. And we want to decide things and we want to decide we're strong enough and we want to decide we're not strong enough. And maybe we actually really are because we have God. Right. right, right. Does that make sense? Like, well, it makes, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. It's like that, you know, again, we're going back to a song, but it's like the, the Toby <laughs> Mac song where it's, you know, he gave me the stars and put them out of my reach. Yeah. You know, that popular saying that says God won't give you more than you can handle. That's bull oh. crap. Stuff. Be sh- quiet. Shirt. um but so so it's not real like god really does give us more than we can handle but that's because because he gives us the power in our weakness yeah right and so it's funny you talk about controlling because i was talking with a friend just yesterday about wanting to control our lives because i'm a little bit of control freak she's she's a lot of bit of control freak. keep keep talking keep talking i want to hear your story okay so i have another friend (laughs) 
who is more like me and less like you. <laughs> I'm controlling too. You're con- yes, you are controlling. Not oh, that's as- right. That's that's what's the same. Why didn't we remember oh, that when we recorded we the, the conversation podcast last I'm just week? Okay, not so, as controlling. You're controlling about different things. Okay, fair. Okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so yes, here we are. So anyway, so I was talking to another friend who likes to control things like me a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we were saying how we want to know what's coming. So when the, when the future is uncertain, we're like, okay, <laughs> I want to be able to control this, but I can't. I know I'm laughing because it's kind of funny. Keep going. <laughs> so here's the deal. We'll be like, we'll be like, <laughs> we'll say things like, I got this yeah. because God's got it, right? Like, yeah. we'll be like, I've got it. I can let you have it, God. I've got it. Yeah. I've, I've got the ability to let you have it. Yeah. Right? Like, we can say that. But in the actual sentence of, I've got this <laughs> to let God have it, <laughs> we're giving ourselves back the control. Or do you think of five scenarios, Marky, of what could happen if said thing happens? Or if you, like, to so the control thing, and you think of all the scenarios, and God's going, hey, 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 look at me. I've got this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But instead we think we're going to, we're going to got letting God got this. Yeah. yeah. Like I've got this. I'm capable of letting you run with it. God. <laughs> what? <laughs> it makes no sense. Does, does, do you see what I'm saying though? Yeah. It's completely illogical. So yeah. instead, instead of saying you've got this, Jess, we can say <laughs> you don't got this. Right. <laughs> right. And that should be a, uh, there go the words again. Your brain. It should be, it should be encouragement. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. So, you know, I've got a couple verses for that and second Corinthians, we'll go with 12, nine, but his answer was my grace is all you need for my power is greatest. When you are weak, I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses in order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. Yeah. And we know that that's Paul talking like, Hey, let's boast about our weaknesses yeah. because it's in those times where he is made strong, not he is made strong. We are made strong because of him. Like he makes us strong. Yeah. And I think it's, I think for me, I am, it's easier for me to have grace mm-hmm. for someone else. Yes. Since we're talking about, Hey, we're not strong. Like it's easy. I'm very hard on myself, yeah. like very hard on myself. There's and another way we're similar. Yeah. Had two See? Okay. I, I'm like very hard on myself and I don't give myself grace when God has given us grace. So you're like, Hey, God's going, Hey, Hey daughter, you know, like, like chill out on yourself. Like be kind, yeah. be kind to my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. And I think there's another one here that I really like first yeah. Corinthians 15, 10, but by God's grace, I am what I am. And mm. the grace that he gave me was not without effect. On the contrary, I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, although it was not really my own doing, but God's grace working with me. Yeah. I mean, how many circles does that sound like it just spoke in your head? Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like we all might have to go and look at 20 different translations of that verse know, and sit down thinking. and break it apart. Yeah. Um, I think I'll read it one more time slower. Does that yeah. sound good? Yeah. But by God's grace, I am what I am. Yeah. I am who he made me to be, right? Yeah. Like that's what it's saying. And the grace that he gave me was not without effect. Yeah. He gave me grace. It's been used in my life. You can see it. Right. On the contrary, I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, although it was not really my own doing, but God's grace working in me. So what he's saying there is God graced me with the ability to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the abilities he's given me because of the job he gave me. 
Yeah. And, but he's also saying he didn't sit down on grace, right? Like, think about it. He just didn't sit down and go, Hey, I have grace. So I'm going to sit down. Yeah. And, right. Does that make sense? Like not their grace and works and all the things we can get into that. Um, I, we don't have time today, but I believe that you have to work. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yes, we're not strong enough, but you have to put effort into your life. And it's not a Christian life where you rest on grace. I I just see like, you know what I mean? Like you're sitting on a pillow of grace and that's all I It's not like, okay, since God called me to be a pastor, at least in the season that I was a pastor or speaking or whatever, since God called me to do that, then I should be able to just sit down or I should be able to just go have a topic and talk from the pulpit (laughs) with that topic without planning. Like that's not what it says. It's no. saying that you've graced me with that ability yeah. um, and you've graced me with the words, but I still have to put the steps forward in faith. Yeah. And I believe the steps is honor. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's honor. And, and I think that when you honor God and you're honoring that grace that he's given you, that's huge. Right. right. And, and I think that that's why you do work. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to what God's telling you to do and you do it, even yeah. if it doesn't really make sense. What I'm saying is it doesn't make sense for a person who can't use your mouth <laughs> to speak in front of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in God's world, apparently it does. Yeah, exactly. Um, and anyway, so moving on here, what do you think is the most popular hymn of all time? Like, which one do you think you've heard at like, I don't even know, all the random places? Definitely Amazing Grace. Yeah. Yeah. And so as we're talking about grace, we can't not mention Amazing Grace, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just wanted to dig into that song a little bit. Do you remember who wrote it? No, I don't know who wrote it. So his it. name is John Newton. And I did a little bit of research because there's a there's a movie out called Amazing Grace. Um, it came out in like 2007, but it does have some historical context. And I'm sure that they've, you know, theatricized. I don't know if that's a word. They, they've made it theatrical. It's fine. Um. She's still, she's still laughing at me. <laughs> Dramatize, maybe. Um, anyway, I'm just proving that I can't use it's words. Fine, fine. <laughs> That's what this podcast is about. Marky cannot speak. Marky is Porky the pig. <laughs> anyway, so um, I, I, I realized that they probably dramatized it. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. what I did is I, I kind of looked into it a little bit. So I found out a little bit more about John Newton. He started a career as a sailor with an attitude. Like, you know how like sailors are expected to have an attitude, Yeah. but apparently he had an attitude beyond the attitude because people didn't really like him. Yeah. He actually got to a point where he worked for a slave trader as an apprentice in Africa, but his attitude got him in trouble to the point where they almost left him die when he was sick. Oh, wow. (laughs) Right. Sounds awful. Yeah. Um, and then he was actually made into a slave himself because somebody lied about him. That's how much people liked him. He oh. had such a winning personality. Yeah, he sounds okay. like an amazing dude. Yep. <laughs> um, and so eventually he's freed and he's on his way back to England. And his ship encounters this crazy storm. And he prays to God and saw God's hand in, in saving them. They, they end up getting back. And he becomes a believer. That's really awesome, right? Yeah. You want to know what comes next? What? He becomes a slave ship captain. Yay! I believe, guys, if you could see Jess's like scowl of of not understanding right now, I wish you could. It does make zero sense, right? Like I think so many times we think about this song and we think that really Amazing Grace is about a person who was a slave trader and then was like, oh look, I understand now. I was blind, but Uh, now I see. (laughs) You know, like, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so he becomes a believer and then he becomes a slave ship captain. 
Well, the thing is, is when we're new believers, we don't really understand everything well, right? Right. And we have to understand the context of that time. Slaves were part of every day. Yeah. That, I, I, that doesn't make it right. No. That doesn't make it okay. Oh no. That doesn't mean people people shouldn't know that doing those things to people were wrong. Like that doesn't mean everybody shouldn't have had like a gut reaction. Right. But we also need to understand that there are times that our bosses ask us to do stuff that we don't like, that we don't agree with, that we end up having to do anyway. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so when you're when you're in a society like that, gosh, I never want to in a million years, like ever give permission to any of this kind of stuff. But I have to say that we have to think about the place that he was in. So we have to, we have to extend a little bit of grace there. Ah, I was about to say that. Um, And it sounds awful, but, but we do, we have to extend some grace there. And if you can think about the person that hurt you the most, like if you can pull them up in your head, all you listeners, feel free to pull that person up in your head. The person that hurt you the most, Jess is looking right in my eyes. She knows exactly who's in my face. It's fine. And she knows who's mine. Yep. Anyway, so what I'm saying is if you can pull up that person that hurt you the most, yeah. what we can do is understand that we don't understand their hearts or the things that we were going, they were going through that led them to the place where they did that thing that hurt you. Yeah. And the shoes and the hurt and because a lot of people talk out of pain and and, and talk out of um, trauma themselves. Yes. And, and really, you know, they say that saying hurt people hurt people. Yes. And if you're not healed in that area, whatever area it is, it bleeds on other people. And what that means is you're going to make that a person whoever you're talking to ever in your life bleed. Right. So what happened to John Newton that made him this really attitude guy who finally realizes there's a God because he got an awesome miracle. And then he decides to become a slave ship captain. Well, you know, I don't know the answer to that, you know, like, but what I'm saying is, is that allowing people understanding that we can't understand where they're at is grace. Yeah. It's us giving them, it's us giving them love and saying, we don't really understand what it is that you're walking through. Yeah. If you've never been in their shoes, you can't decide what you were going to do. No. Period. Sorry. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but what is pretty cool is God has given us all a conscience, right? Yeah. And so we all have that part of us that's, that is just like, it's talking to the inside of us. And that's the spirit talking inside of us. Yeah. Saying, knower, yeah. yeah we, know our, know, we know it or know her. <laughs> that goes back like multiple episodes now. Shane will have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so that is the Holy Spirit talking to us and telling us, hey, this is not right. And, you know, what I was researching is John Newton really didn't like the brutality of the position he was in. So he was irked by some of it. He didn't He recognized. He recognized it. And that was the God in here recognizing it. Right. Especially after hearing what kind of man he actually was. Right. And so he's a brand new believer. Yeah. So there, I can... Not that I can understand, but nope. I can I can see how I might understand how yeah. a brand new believer wouldn't understand that in that time period. Yeah. And it's because of who I am, which is built around Jesus, that I know that that's wrong. And it's hard for me to understand how that anybody could think that that was right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that we circled that around that is, yes. 20 times, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so here's the craziness of how God works. Yeah. Okay. So he suffers a stroke before his fourth trip. And that sounds awful. And it is awful. And again, like we don't want to be like, yay, stroke, you know, but here's what happens because of that, because he suffered that stroke, he didn't go on that trip 
to get more slaves. Mm. And so instead of that, he became a minister and he really sat down and started studying his Bible. Yeah. Well, what do you think happened in that time? Well, he didn't just love Jesus because, you know, he saved him and was a miracle. He started to understand love and grace. Yeah. And so I'm sure those were the places. Now, again, I can't read his heart, but I'm sure those were the places where he really started to understand how awful of a person that he was. Yeah. Okay. So he truly studied and he wanted a hymn to accompany his message. Um, he was writing a message about who am I that you brought me this far talking about David. And he wanted a hymn to go with that. And that's when he wrote the famous song, amazing grace. You know, he thought about how far he had come. He thought about his attitude and he thought about the slaves and those things that were done to them. And he wrote amazing grace. And then toward the end of his life. So now he's realized, okay, maybe some of this stuff was wrong, but he's not really in a place where he's really coming face to face with it. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't until the end of his life that he truly understands the awful that is a slave trade where he really starts to think, you know how we can like realize we did something wrong, but if we don't spend the time to understand the consequences of our actions, yeah, like we don't realize how much it's wrong. Yeah. Like how many things happened because we did the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, And so that's pretty much what happened toward the end of his life. And he actually refers in the movie, Amazing Grace, he actually refers to the slaves that he transported um, as his 20,000 ghosts. Mm. He refers to them as his 20,000 ghosts. So he gets it and he helps end slavery in Britain. Mm. That's huge. How powerful is that? Yeah. And then I think like one of the last lines that this character has in the movie is I once was blind, but now I see. Hmm. And he says, didn't I write that? Hmm. And William Wilberforce looks at him and says, or William Wilberforce looks at him, he says, now at last it's true. Hmm. So he realizes that even through all of these things, he didn't fully see until he came that close to Jesus and encountered him in that loving way. Yeah. And that's when he saw. Yeah. I love it. Isn't that really like, powerful? Like that is, I I want to watch the movie. I mean, I that <laughs> that is really, really an amazing story and and a perfect one for grace. Yes, a perfect one for grace because if we can listen to this podcast and we can really judge this man, yes. I mean, in in all honesty, and go, what were you doing? You know, you yeah. just found Jesus, and then you choose to treat people in in a manner. Um, which like is, objects, which, which is not even what a human being should do, especially one who loves God, and and yet God took him on this journey of of freeing them. Right? Yeah, like that's huge. <laughs> Going from enslaving them in the beginning of his walk with God to ending the slave trade. Let's like, end this. Yeah, yeah. Let's end this. And what's crazy is it points out both the pieces of grace we're talking about too, right? Yeah. Because he was saved. He was going to heaven way back when. He said, "God, I need you." Right. Yeah. Like right during that storm. Yeah. But it's. God gracing him with love and understanding throughout all of this time that got him to that place yeah. where he had the the people he knew William yeah and he was able to 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 put those God was able to put those pieces together yeah. and and so it's so funny how God uses the awful mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that 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 um that there's a reason for everything. Cause I actually really, really hate that phrase and I can jump on that soapbox forever. <laughs> um, 
I don't think there's a reason for everything, but I think good comes out of everything. Yeah. And I, God redeems everything. Yeah. So not saying God ever wanted the slave trade to be a no. thing at all. Or him to be involved in it. Or him to be involved in it. Yeah. But he knew that because he was, he could use him in this powerful way to end it. Because of God. And God got the glory. My gosh. He graced and, him with all of those abilities all the way through. How many years later are we singing Amazing Grace? Right. Like, like how, how many cool years is later? His life is a perfect example of both things of grace we're talking about. Yeah. The they, grace to be free originally yeah. and continuously growing closer to God and, and him giving us the power that we need in our weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in action. Remember I talked earlier about action. Yeah. It's not just sit on, sit on your loins and go, Hey, like, you know, yeah. I, I did wrong. Oops. Yeah. You know, there, there was action and he actually worked in. Yeah. And it points to some of our make room stuff too. Right. Yeah. Because for a while he didn't visit it. He became a priest and was like, no, thanks. I don't want to think about what I did in my previous life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he decided to come face to face with it. Yeah. And, and, and that is when the power of God works so mightily through him. Yeah. So we have to make space for God to do those things. Yeah. You like know? the hard things, right? We've talked about that on our yeah. podcast all the time is you have to face the hard things. You can't just sit on them and push yeah. them under your Bible. Yeah. Right. And go, yeah. I'm going to dig into my Bible, but I'm going to sit on the hard things. Yes. And you should definitely go and watch that movie because there's a lot more examples of, of God gracing people with his power throughout that movie. Mm. William Wilberforce and his friend, William Pitt, and these are real historical characters. And I know, again, they took some drugs dramatizations. Yes. It's a good word. (laughs) Um, They took those things, but they were way too young to be in the positions that they were in. Yeah. And, and one of their comments is like, Hey, but we don't know it that we're too young. So let's just do it. Yeah. So again, though, it's, it's God, it's God working in them. Yeah. It's God using them because they're willing to work as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So apparently there are seven verses to amazing grace. Did you know that? I actually did not. I don't I, think I sing. I, I I was telling Marky before we started, like we used to stand, stand all in our sanctuary at the church Shane and I met at it. We grew up in, and uh, we would stand around the whole sanctuary, hold hands and sing amazing grace. Not at, after every service, but there were times where we did it and we would sing like the first verse, I think the third verse probably. And then when we've been there, that, that verse that we yeah, all know. Yeah. Um, what's crazy is when I was looking for a song here, here's, you're going to laugh in a minute. I was looking for a song for this podcast to do lyrics. See, yeah. You're yeah. already, you're already yeah. laughing. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't find a song <laughs> on grace on grace that I like enough that not, not only talks about the original grace of being saved, but then talks about how God extends us grace throughout our lives and helps to grow us in those things. Yeah. I couldn't find something. <laughs> right. And I had listened to amazing grace. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Honestly, it was probably like the sixth song I listened to because I'm an idiot. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but if you listen to the songs, they don't use all the verses. So my point Never, is, ever. So my point is, is I couldn't find both parts. In oh. the, the version that I listened to, I didn't notice both parts. Okay. So I went back and I looked up the lyrics and I'm like, oh, like you have to like really go back and look at the verses. So what, insane. what I think we should do. Okay. Um, is I think we should read these first three verses. And then again, we're going to be talking about Amazing Grace next week too. And so I think next week we'll attack the last four. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Would you like to read them? Sure. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wrench like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And if we stop there for just a second, and I want to say that saved a wretch like me. He's like, 
again, this is the man we're talking about. This is John Newton. He's saying, I'm an awful, awful, awful person. If you can save me and I get to go to heaven, how amazing is that? How amazing is that grace? It's huge. And then he wrote that last part again before he abolished the slave trade. So then before he really saw, I love it. (laughs) I think that's grace too. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace. My fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. So, I mean that part saying, Hey, it was grace that taught me to fear God that taught me to love God. Right. It was that acceptance of who I am, despite the fact that I'm an awful wretch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then that second part, how precious, Oh, and grace, my fears relieved. Hmm. So it helps us to know that we're not alone, right? That we can walk through those things because grace will help us get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. Tis grace had brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home. And that's the verse. That's the one that I did not hear in any version that I listened to. Hmm. And maybe, you know, a version that has that part in, I don't know. We've always sang that song. So that's the one you sing? Yeah. Okay, so in a lot of the recordings, those aren't the ones they do. They do the first two, and then they jump to, we've been here 10,000 years. Or I think there's one after. I think the fourth verse is one they jump to. Yeah, we've, we've usually, we I guess we did all three verses, because I've heard all of those. Okay. So that's the one that I didn't hear in the original recording that I listened to. And that's the one, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, God, you've given me the ability. You've graced me with your presence to get me through all these awful things so far. Yeah. And you're going to do it again. Yep. And you're going to do it again and you're going to do it again until you do it to point me home. Yep. Right? So it's saying that even in death that's grace because of the grace originally, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the that's the one that I didn't that I didn't see. That's that second part that yeah. you know God graces us with his ability yeah. in us. Yeah. And so that's important for us to understand that that's a, a part of grace too. Yeah. You know, I guess Guys, today's podcast, like we are just a few days out from Easter. Um, And I would just encourage you, you know, if you don't know Jesus as your savior, Mm -hmm. there's so much waiting for you. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking like heaven is going to be amazing. And honestly, that's my favorite part right now because you know that my babies are up there waiting for me. Yeah. But here on this earth, you get the grace of his presence, his power in your weakness every day when you get to know Jesus. Yeah, and you get to see. Yeah, yeah. That one I once was blind, but now I see. And and the eyes open and the ears open and the gift that God is and the gift that the Holy Spirit is and to me and my life and, and what it can be to you and how you can walk out your life being Jesus and sharing his love with others. It's it's just like no other. Yeah. And and really truly you don't know how much your slaves to to the world yeah, or, or slaves to not being able to see those things yeah, until you're freed from them. Yeah. Even the <laughs> control freak in yourself. I mean, think about if you didn't have God to Are you take, calling me a control freak? Uh-huh, to take the will. If you didn't have like literally go the what Jesus take the wheel. wheel Thank you. That was is better. That better? Yeah, that was much better. Um, to take the will. If you didn't have that, if you didn't have God to take, to walk in and go, Hey, 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 can you imagine what level of anxiety you would live in? Right, because you did, you would be trying to control more, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and not letting him take it. And I think, I mean, that's just one example I have. But 
there's so many things that when you walk, because we do work and we do walk and we do take steps, um, but to know that he's right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. He's right there with you. And there are so many things that we can be slaves to in this world. Yeah. And I think if, if you're, if you're that person who's listening, that's in that place right now, I think you know what it is that you're a slave to. Yeah. And I think too, you know, sometimes, sometimes the guys are like, how do we go light after you guys go so heavy? I know. So I think here's what we should do. I mean, this would make a perfect episode to pray over. It absolutely needs to happen, but I think we should let Shane do it this time. I think that's a good idea. Okay. That's a good idea. I think, um, the guys will have some stuff to discuss on their really segment and then we'll let him pray it out. Sounds good. It's an important topic. All right, guys. Love you all. Hey everyone, and welcome to the really segment of the show. Shane here with Carlos. Hey everyone, man, we are on a heavy subject today, man, talking about grace yeah. and uh, and what it looks like and and all that stuff. So before we even go into our discussion of grace, we had like when we were listening to the girls, like right off the bat. Well, not right off the bat. I guess you know, fifteen. 20 minutes in, <laughs> we, we started to get this little like weird vibe yeah. thing um, because uh, and I don't think there's anything, obviously nothing wrong with what they said. Everything is truth. It's just verbiage that is almost waters down the power of grace. So notwithstanding the, the weird kind of discomfort we had with it, not necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I wanted to shed light on it a little bit because you know the word the word in the bible that's used for grace is the word charis now the word charis is translated a bunch of different ways uh everything from favor to obviously to grace um to thanks and thanksgiving that all these all these different ways of using the word based on situations and scenarios the, the way it's set in the sentence and the phrasings whatever and so but they all are the same word charis mm-hmm. and so when we talk about grace and we did we actually talked a little bit about the noun usage of the word yes. versus the verb usage of the word right and the importance in the distinction yes because the grace of God is not a verb, it's a noun. Mm-hmm. It is it is wonder-working power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the, in the grace that God has done, in the, in the grace of his works. Mm-hmm. And so w- what we wanted to talk about briefly was, was that aspect of things. Um, and because God gracing us with, with things. We, and Marky asked us to, to talk about what we feel like God has graced us with the gifts that God has graced us with. And mm-hmm. so we, in, in kind of, we were talking about it, like what did grace give us? Like, what is, what is it that grace gave us? Love, mm-hmm. joy, peace, patience, kindness, yes, goodness, pretty much all the beatitudes, faithfulness, yes. gentleness, self-control. It's the gifts of the spirit, right? Yes. Those things are what grace empowers us to live in our lives. Mm-hmm. We may not have had those before. Um, and, but because of God's grace, we can exude those things and we can demonstrate to the world what a holy God looks like, Yes, uh, who's worthy of glory, right? Who, who, and, and we can shine his glory for the world to see. So that's, that's the power of grace. And it almost felt like it, it, in the middle there, it was almost like this wishy washy kind of grace that wasn't as it lost the power, the emphasis, the, uh, right. And I, and I think that's, for me, at least, that that's what was bothering me a bit. Yeah. Now, now, towards the end, I think they they kind of cleared it up a bit. Yeah, it's and you it, know, and it's um, but 
but the funny thing is everything they said is truth it is it's just the verbiage is it make yeah. it lends itself to uh, a watered down kind of thought process about right. grace because if i'm gracing you with my presence did it change you for me to be present no no but god's grace changed me correct that's that's the there's there's power in that grace and what the grace i extend to another person and and it's funny the way we use grace in 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 cultural terminology now mm-hmm. um, especially within the church we say we give we give grace for people to be themselves for people to make mistakes mm-hmm. well god didn't give us grace for us to make mistakes correct he gave us grace for us to overcome mistakes right he gave us grace to empower us to not make mistakes. Correct. Um, and so there's a difference in the way, in the verbiage, in the yeah. usage of the word. So yeah. not to discount what they said, because it's all truth. Yes. Every bit of it. Yes. Um, so it's it's just language. It's weird language stuff. It is. Um, so anyway, but but yeah, to, to answer the 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 challenge, <laughs> that I'm going with the fruit of the spirit, man. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> yeah, God's great yeah. grace gave me those seven yes. uh, nine things, those nine things yeah. to walk in, yeah. um, and empowered me for daily living for Him. And that's that's to me that is more than enough. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but when, when we talk about grace, I I uh, there's an acronym that that I don't know a lot of people have heard. You may not have heard it before, uh, but it's it's the acronym is God's riches at Christ's expense. G R A C E. God's riches mm-hmm. at Christ's expense. And so, when I think about grace and what it did, I in my head I imagine a, this scene, right? This scene presented before me of a judge, God being the judge, and he's seated in his in his podium mm-hmm. right there at the at the front, and and. The, we present our case before God and he says, he says, yep, you're, you're, you're screwed up. You're, you're a guilty. sinner, <laughs> you're failure, you're guilty. Yes. And, and then I, I imagine, so look, as any, any kid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, any person on earth, like if you, if you watched, if you watched your son go to trial mm-hmm. and you could stand up and say, your honor, I choose to take my son's place. Mm-hmm. I could imagine my parents doing that, right? Yeah. Like saying, I'll take, I'll take my son's place. I'll take their punishment for myself. And, and, but this is the crazy thing. So if, if we did that, then God would have to look at the record book and say, Hey, are they eligible to take their place? Because they already, they have to be without their own punishment right? in order to receive somebody else's punishment. You can't be eligible right. for punishment yourself. Right. right? So he, in this moment, he has to look at the books and say, look, you're not eligible to take your son's place because you deserve death too. Right. You have to die for yourself. So you can't die for him. Right. And so, uh, and so this moment arises where the son says to his dad, he says, dad, father, I'll take their place. And he says, but wait a minute, son, are you sure you want to do this? You've lived a perfect life. You've walked perfectly before me all your days. Are you sure you want to carry the burden of this person who deserves death? And he says, yeah, dad, I want to take their place. But but not only do I want to take their place as their punishment, father, I want you to adopt them yeah. as your children yeah. in my place as I suffer the consequences of their punishment. That yeah. is the power of grace. Yes. And that to me is so much greater 
than giftings and talents yes. and and all that stuff. And now all that stuff does have a, a plays an important role, but grace is the power to overcome sin, the power to walk in in righteousness with God and in humility and in in sanctification with him. And so when we talk about grace, it's so important that we we establish the purpose and intent of grace. So me giving you grace, Carlos, to be yourself is just a shadow of the oh, power yeah. of grace. Absolutely. And so when when we say that though, it's interesting because when we say those words for other people, we're reminding ourselves that God showed us grace. Mm-hmm. So how much more should we show others? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's so much power in that. But yeah, that's 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 kind of my spiel on that, man. I I love uh I love this conversation. <laughs> I really, really okay. do. I love talking about grace. I love talking about God's goodness and his mercies and his love that endure throughout generations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are, do you have any thoughts about it? I have kind of rambled on a little bit. No, I mean, I I get hung up on the way we use it. I, I mean, so I've, I've been studying myself with the Bible, kind of like a, of course. this John Newton guy <laughs> that became a minister after right. doing so many bad things. Yeah. But um. If there's one thing I've 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 been noticing because I'm 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 trying to read the Gospels to, to kind of read the what Jesus said his words, which I know are not 100 percent because it's been translated by so many different people, but the one thing I, I've I've been noticing is is that Jesus was very intentional with the words that he chose. Yes. So I take language for me seriously, and it bothers me that the word grace in itself has come to what it is now. Um, cause the way I take grace is, it, it is what Marky said at the beginning. It's, it's God's unearned, unmerited favor, right? It's his love for us. Yeah. You know, um, what he did, he didn't have to do, you know? And when, for me, like when I show somebody grace, it's, it's not me excusing them. It's not me saying, Hey, it's okay. I know, I know you're bad, but I still, it's me saying, look, I understand nobody's perfect. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. Yeah. How can we work through this to make it better? Right. You know, it's almost like giving someone an allowance. Right, allowance is different than grace, and a little, and just that concept is slightly different. Yeah, um, in in approach, I I was actually thinking about how what if what if as believers we lived, uh, we demonstrated the kind of grace that God demonstrated for us. Right, what would it look like? Well, so I got a story for you now that you mentioned it. Okay, uh, with Catherine and. If you're not a parent, you may or may not understand this, but um, Catherine one day, I don't know, she did something, something, and me and Marky were going back and forth on, should we punish her or should we, because we were all going to go out to get ice cream, but because she was like throwing a tantrum or something, we're like, well, do we reward it? Do we not reward it? You know, and uh, because sometimes grace can be seen as a reward, but so Marky was like, no, she, she can't go with us, you know, and I'm seeing her cause she's hearing Marky. She's hearing the punishment. Right. And she's getting sad, like really sad. And so I pull Marky aside and go, you know what? Why don't we take this as an opportunity to tell her what grace is? And Marky goes, okay. So we go back to her and essentially what we say is Catherine, do you think you deserve to go get ice cream with us? 
And she said, no. I said, good. At least we know that you know you're holding yourself accountable for what you did. I said, now, because of that, because you acknowledge that what you did was wrong, we are going to say, hey, you're learning from this. Come get ice cream with us. We're yeah. going to show you love. Does that mean that you that, that this is going to happen every time? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, we're not rewarding you. This isn't, you know, this is more of mommy and daddy showing you grace because you know what you did was wrong. Yeah. Which to me is kind of like what Christ is saying. Christ is saying, hey, if you accept my grace, my love, my care for you, it's because you know that you yourself are bad. You yeah. can't do it without his love. And the minute that you accept his love, things change. You know, kind of like what Marky was saying with like, uh, which, you know, bothered me when she was using the word, you know, what has God, God graced, graced you with? You, with right? you know, could, was it a job? Or this or that? I'm going, no, <laughs> you know, through God's grace, maybe an opportunity opened. Yeah. But that's because you've acknowledged what you did was wrong and you're working to change your behavior. It's not that God all of a sudden said, oh, hey, now you're a CEO of a company, yeah. you know, because yeah. whatever. Grace you know? is not a magic wand. Right. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> if anything, it's it's learning. It's understanding um, to like the tiniest degree of what what God's grace is. And I think as parents, you experience it more. Yeah. I, you know? I love that story about, about Catherine and, and the ice cream. But I, I think if if it were truly... Like and and it's it's a really great story about showing grace mm-hmm. and about her understanding of grace, but I think it would have been even better if you had gone and gotten ice cream and she'd sat there without ice cream, mm-hmm. and then you said, you know what, I'm going to give you my ice cream, and I won't have ice cream. I'm going to take your that punishment. Been better. Yes, I'm going to take <laughs> your punishment, not yes. getting ice cream, and I'm giving you my, my goodness yep. in return. Yeah. And that, that I think is a more accurate demonstration of what grace looks like. Yes. Now, not to say the other way didn't work, right? but, yeah. but you know, it's just like for, for consistency and power, right. there's way more power in that right? because you recognize that your punishment is then on someone else. Right. And they're taking it willing, not willing, like it's not, they're not, you're not forcing them to, right. they're willingly taking that punishment. Right. Because they love you. Exactly. And that's the difference. Yes. And so I, I, I was thinking about how I would, if, if I were trying to walk out grace today, like most of the time you, you're not involved in situations enough where you could like do a perfect demonstration of God's grace. Mm-hmm. But, but I think just as a, as a base level of, of demonstration for, for a challenge for those people who are listening, um, if I wanted to demonstrate grace, uh, to someone who doesn't know Jesus, mm-hmm. um, do something for them that you know they will never be able to repay you for, mm-hmm. and do it willingly with love, because that to them says that's that's grace in action. Yeah, that's absolutely. grace in action. But I mean, they it, can never return the favor. They correct. can never pay you back. There's nothing they can do to qualify and to quantify right. that behavior. So that's that's a good. I think that's a good starting point for those of you who want to practice grace on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely is. Um, I mean, I don't think you have to do something grand. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, but like the, no. the simplest things. Um, but it, yeah. it is something that. It has to be something that they that cost not, you something. That cost, yeah, that cost you something. I mean, I'm gonna throw another story real quick. Um, 
Christmas Day, I can't remember what year, it was before everything happened, um, I got into a car wreck. I actually, um, not T-boned, I uh, rear-ended a car in front of me. I was so out of it, man, that I was dozing in and out. And I was going down a hill, and I wasn't nowhere near, and I slammed this guy in the back, right? And we both get to the side. Both cars were still running. They were, you know, it wasn't, like, horrible. I did hit the brakes last minute, so I didn't, like, full force hit him but the guy gets out right he's like what the heck you know blah 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 he goes what's wrong with you and i got out and i was like look man i'm so sorry you know it's my fault and i explained everything and you know i said we'll do whatever you want i gave i I was like here here's my insurance card i wasn't trying to hide it i wasn't trying to be like no you're an idiot you stop i wasn't i said yes it is my fault i did it i'm sorry yeah the guy eventually cooled down to the fact that he apologized to me for being rude. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you have every right, right, every right to yell at me, scream at me, condemn me, judge me and everything. And at the end, you're asking me to forgive you for your attitude? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and to me, that was the grace. And I told the guy, you know, we exchanged numbers. And I was like, look, man, if, if for some reason something doesn't go on, I will make sure that my insurance company pays you, you know? And I said, I'll call my insurance company tomorrow morning if they're open. And I will without a doubt say I hit you because I'm like, yeah, people don't do that. People. I mean, I wasn't expecting it, you know, and to see that, that people still have that um, capability. Exactly. It's it's, It's that heart. Yes. At the moment, absolutely. He was pissed. I was nervous. I was shaking. He was probably furious because he's going, look, you moron. (laughs) Did you not see me? I even tried speeding up for you, you know, he, but he didn't know what was going on in that, in my car. And after everything was explained, he's almost like, I understand it. It's not right, but yeah, I'm not going to condemn you for it. Yeah. You know, can I ever repay him? I've never talked to him again. Right. Yeah. Nope. So a little grace shown yep. here, shown towards you. That was yep. good. That's cool. Yeah. So one one last thing I wanted to mention, and and that was the the lyrics to Amazing Grace. To Amazing Grace. <laughs> um, so just so everyone's clear, God did not save a wrench. <laughs> um, oh, poor Jess. <laughs> he's God saved a wretch. Right. Like like him, now this is John Newton. God saved a wretch like him, not a wrench. Um, but uh, I just wanted to make sure that everyone was clear on that. In case you you weren't familiar with that song, um, it's it's a a wretch like me. Um, so anyway, uh, little little humor there. But let me let me pray. Marky asked yes. me to pray over over you guys who are listening at home. Uh, you know, if if you don't know Jesus, now's the best time. Tomorrow's not the best time. Now's the best time. You're not promised tomorrow. So if you hear this, if you're in the the range of my voice right now, reflect on yourself, look inward and ask the Lord if you know him. If you know him, great. That's awesome. Praise God. If you don't, it's time to get right. It's time to meet Jesus and, and experience the grace of God. So let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, God. I thank you, Father, for this moment that we have to, to meet with you and to talk with you and, and to talk with this audience, God, who, uh, who are hearing this from us today. God, I pray that uh, as we discussed grace and the power of your grace and the story of redemption for our lives and our hearts, God, uh, and the sacrifice that is Jesus on the cross, uh, redeeming man back to himself, Father. 
Father. I thank you, Father, for that grace uh, that not only redeems, but empowers us for daily living, God, for righteous living and sanctification, God. You are good. Lord, I pray that right now, if there's anybody in the sound of my voice, God, uh, that needs you, Father, you would impress upon them right now the importance of surrender right now, uh, that they would come to know you and come to, to see your grace as the power that it is. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I guess that is it for us, and we will kick it back to the ladies. Hey, so you know what one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is? What? The fact that we work together with four of us. Mm -hmm. So there are four sets of eyes and ears and hearts um, listening and talking. And God is working through us. Um, to bring a really awesome message to people like like people tell us about this yeah Um, and so I think you know the fact that the guys thought that um, that we used grace and it it ended up a little bit watered down I think that it's good that that they caught that um, because there has to be somebody else who's gonna who's gonna feel that way too yeah and I mean and again their their listening ears are different than anybody else's somebody right. else's listening ears. Right. And um we all have a different lens. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, I, I think I agree completely. And to hear Karis and I, I do believe I mean Shane said what we said was, you know, we didn't say anything wrong and we didn't. Um but I, I believe when he said we talked about Karis, I looked it up for myself. Um, but it the goodwill, loving kindness, favor, in particular to God's merciful grace. Right. And so I think we explained that when we talked about, you know, what is he gracious with? That is the favor, the yeah. favor of God. And that's him stepping in. And that is grace. And so. And I never want people to think that grace is a magic wand. Oh, my gosh. Um, so or, that, that was not even what we meant no. by far. Um, but I do know that we don't deserve any good thing that we have. No. It doesn't matter how hard we work. We don't deserve any good thing we have. No. And therefore, that means that everything we have is by the grace of God. Yeah. Every single thing. Which is what I mean when I say God's graced us yeah. with this. Yeah. Um, just I, to be clear. <laughs> no, I knew what you meant. That again, they're, they're different ears and different minds and hearts are listening. So, so I like that they bring a different side. Um, Sometimes it's the same side, but sometimes it's different. And I feel that's good. And just from a different, from a different place. Angle. From, from a, a different, different angle. Yeah, from a different because angle. Because they're not going to be the only ones who think of it that way. No, not at all. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we've said this before. We're not, I mean, you you didn't go to Bible school. I didn't go to Bible nope. school. I mean, Shane did. Um, and Shane has that education. And, um, but yeah, even with that education, there isn't, we're human beings, right? And yeah. so we're all walking this out and on this journey to learn and grow closer to God. And that's the point of the microphone is like, let's do it together and let's help people go too. Yeah. Yeah. So we ask for grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when you don't quite understand what we're saying or when we under when we say things wrong, flat out wrong. Yeah, flat out wrong. He said beatitudes. I have to I'm mean, since they got me. <laughs> since they got me on um, French, um, it's fine. Uh yeah, I, legit I was like he meant fruit of the spirit. Yeah, he fine. meant fruit of the spirit. He, he said beatitudes. I was like, no, that's a little different. Um, different book of the Bible too. Um, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I 
the grace is is for all of us and yeah give us grace and, and know that hey we're human beings and we're trying to walk this out just like you are and if you're ever confused about something like we Talk pray we pray over all of these things yeah and so we're not going to say that we're smart enough to answer your questions, but we know who is. Yeah. And so being the fact that God is continuously giving us the grace to be able to be on this mm-hmm. microphone tells me that he is working through this. So if yeah. you have a question, talk to us, ask, email us, message us, like, um, for real. Just if it's ever not us. clear. Yeah. And, and if it's maybe even if you disagree. Yeah. I'm not scared of that. I Wait, mean, people are allowed to disagree with us. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Wait. She made me call. Because we have a podcast, everything we say is perfect. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so, yes, feel free to disagree with us. Yeah, feel free. But and especially if you disagree with Shane, that's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, in love. And that's what the word is. And, and the kingdom is made. The kingdom of God is made up of different people. Yeah. And that's so important. And I love that we get to represent this. Yeah. On the podcast. And we've talked before. You and I are very different people. What? And <laughs> Although, you know what I realized recently? What? We talked about our, our purple uh, purple pen. Oh, that's a similar thing. Yeah. Like, well, like we got one thing. We both write with purple pens yeah. all the time. Like, it's a requirement. I will not <laughs> write. I will I walk to the other room yes. to get a purple pen. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Same um, thing. It's not important where it came from right now. No. It'll be another podcast story because <laughs> I do have a story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, we love you all. And thanks for sticking with us yeah. when things when things aren't perfect. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So um, join us next week when we kick religion out the door. And we're going to talk about how suffering grows grace. Here on Raw. Raw.